Sportsnet 590, the fan for the next hour, Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert, live from Scotiabank Arena for what's going to be a star-studded night, the All-Star Game, uh, All-Star Competition tonight, uh, ahead of tomorrow's All-Star Game. Well, we've got quite a few guests to get through today, but we won't keep our first one waiting. Gary Bettman, NHL Commissioner, joins us. Gary, uh, pleasure to meet you. I'm sure you're having a wonderful time in Toronto, but uh, we appreciate you stopping up here. It's great to be with you, and what a wonderful weekend <laughs> we're having in a city where hockey matters so, so much. It's just great to see the fans, all the guests that have come in from all over, and the players who are having a great time who are here. Yeah, let's start with that because it's Toronto and it's cold weather, but there was no, absolutely no resistance, it seemed, from the player's standpoint to be up here. Did you learn anything, or has the NHL learned anything about cold weather destinations, Toronto, Canada, at all with what we've seen so far? No, we, we didn't learn anything because we love all the markets we're in. And every market has its special, unique characteristics. And you can be here and really get the vibe of, of a passionate city uh, and enjoy the elements and the outdoor skating. Uh, you can be in Florida and lay on the beach. And, you know, it's just every place is different, but that's what makes our league and our game so special. Well, they do say it's the center of the hockey world, and, and now we can actually Mon say Montreal it is Montreal doesn't say that. Uh, well, this weekend they have <laughs> this to, weekend right? we got it. They yeah. have no excuse. <laughs> okay, so you said it was a wonderful weekend, and it has been. Uh, we got some wonderful news today with the layout of international competition ahead. Uh, previously, there's been some resistance about, hey, it disrupts the schedule. It Why does. is it more palatable no, no, now? Way, it, does it does disrupt, disrupt the schedule, schedule. <laughs> but okay. is it, it more palatable it, now and why? It, it, it's clear how important it is mm. to our players to be able to represent their countries. We have the most international player pool of any of the major sports in North America. There's a history and tradition as, as our players are growing up as teenagers to play international competition. They love representing their countries and it became clear to me over the years particularly when we stopped going uh, and when we got back into discussions of a variety of things in COVID I made it clear I understood the importance of the players when we get out of COVID and we get through this we're going to go back to the Olympics because we know that's what you really really want yeah we're so excited to it, see that return and by the way it is I'm not minimizing it's good for the, the fact that it is good for the game worldwide platform worldwide stage it, it has an impact on the NHL schedule and our competitiveness Definitely. because not all of our teams send the same number of players and so some teams are going to come back from the break very well rested because most of their players were resting on the beach <laughs> and some players are going to come back tired and banged up from playing a pretty intense best on best tournament in Europe. It's but always like rest versus rust sometimes. You know, what, what will benefit you more? Um, in terms of the international, I know you mentioned the can uh, hockey, obviously, the most international game. Uh, only four nations get to compete in that first one. Any flexibility on maybe including some down the road that don't get well, the, the chance? It, it's not about down the road because the schedule is 2026 Olympics, 2028 World Cup, broad roster of players and countries, 2030 Olympics, 2032 World Cup, but in a year's notice, putting together a World Cup's not possible, so we said let's start this all off with a four-nation face-off. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll do it instead of the All-Star Game next year, and it'll begin to get people, give them a flavor of international best-on-best. Best. Perfect. Um, I'm a former professional women's hockey player, so with the PWHL, it's been an amazing start. Uh, I wonder for you getting to watch how, how the league has grown so 
far. Where do you think the NHL will be able to help leverage what you have already built to continue this partnership? We've been doing that. Uh, if you ask the people running the PWHL, we, we were working very closely with them to get them off the ground. We're giving them help in the areas where they're requesting it. And we shared this weekend Wonderful. our platform with them, and we were thrilled to do it because we think it's great for the game. And it's great that the women finally have a league that they can call their own and feel good about. So Why did you stop playing? So I could do this job. <laughs> I wasn't making enough money, Gary, See, so you, now you, I had to do this. You gave Still up too making. early. <laughs> I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I might may have to make a return. There's a Toronto team. You know, you I'll work my hardest. Maybe expansion on the horizon, expanded yeah. rosters. Who knows? Maybe Ailish <laughs> will get back out onto the ice. Uh, on the ice tonight at Scotiabank Arena, we're going to see a brand-new skills competition, 12 players competing for a million dollars. In terms of a skills and a skill set showcase, I, I don't think you could really map out anything better. Uh, what are you most excited for tonight? Any nerves with something new on the ice night for the no, NHL? And anytime you try something new, there are a lot of things you didn't anticipate that could go wrong. But the best thing about this is we knew we needed a change in the skills competition. We worked with players and the Players Association to come up with something that they would want to do, that they would think is fun, that they wanted to be a part of, and they helped design what we're doing. And you know, when Connor McDavid is doing it, and Austin Matthews and the other stars, it tells you a lot about how they feel about what's been recreated. Uh, so we know Connor McDavid was involved in shaping what tonight might look like, but Steve Mayer is the guy who's making the decisions and coming up with the innovations for the NHL. I know this might not be a question you can answer, but is there something Steve Mayer wanted to do this weekend that he couldn't quite get over the line? Not anything that I'm aware of. Okay, they weren't the CN Tower? But, 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 but no, no, but no, because we decided we weren't doing anything gimmick. We were going to do a skills mm. competition. Um, and, and I was in Edmonton after last year's All-Star Weekend, and I happened to spend a few minutes alone with Connor McDavid and talked about the fact that we wanted to revamp it. And I said, it would be great if you would be involved and get some guys involved, and let's make this something that you would want to do. Last one for you, Gary. We appreciate your time. Uh, this summer, the NHL will be headed to Las Vegas. Are we going to see the sphere involved anyway? i got to get the sphere well, involved. Wait a minute. You mean for the draft? Yes. The draft's going to be at the sphere. Okay, confirmed. I like confirmed. that. We didn't She's know obsessed was. with the sphere. I just, yeah, I'm going to see Gary's face on the outside of the sphere. Can we I do that? I promise you won't. That's one of the things Steve Mayer won't be allowed to do. Oh, all right. Is what? Put the face on the sphere? Bummer. Okay. You can put his or yours, but not mine. <laughs> Very sweet. Well, uh, thanks again for coming up here. It's wonderful to chat. Congrats on a, a wonderful weekend here in Toronto. And uh, would love to chat with you sometime down the road. So thanks so much. Great, great to have you here. Great to have you a part of the weekend. Thank wonderful. you. Thanks so much, Gary. Appreciate it. That is Gary Bettman, uh, Commissioner of the NHL, of course. Uh, thanks so much, Gary. Appreciate your time. <laughs> have a good one. Uh, and we're here on the fan pregame, of course, with Ailish and Justin. Ahead of tonight's All-Star Skills at Scotiabank Arena. Uh, that was a fun way to kick off what's going to be a jam-packed show for us. Uh, we're going to have Frank Saravelli joining us in a couple of minutes. We're not sure um, if he's here yet. Jackie Redmond will stop it in the second half of the show. Um, we didn't get to really tee it up before we let Gare Bear come in. And <laughs> oh, I had to do it. I think he's still in the hallway. Anyway, uh, tonight's a fun one. It's a little bit different, folks. Uh, it is All-Star Skills night at Scotiabank Arena. We were just talking about it with Gary Bettman about some changes. So on tap tonight is $1 million. Uh, so $1 million. 
for the winner. And it starts off with six competitions to begin the night. The players were allowed to choose which four of them they wanted to participate in. So there's a little bit of strategy into this. The six competitions are fastest skater, one-timers, passing accuracy, or passing challenge, hardest shot, stick handling, and accuracy shooting. So you get six, you choose four of them. The top eight point earners will then move to the goalie one-on-one competition and then finally an NHL obstacle course. Uh, we've got all the players lined up. Uh, a little bit later in the show, we'll give you all of that, but it is our longtime friend and a big fan of the show, the fan pregame. It is Frank Saravelli joining us in person. Frank, how's it going, buddy? Really good. What a day. Oh, my God, chaos. <laughs> I, I, this actually isn't fair. We've been going through overcast skies for the last three months. Frank Saravelli shows he comes back in, up. Brings the the sun the comes out. Yeah, no, he meant like I'm with talking the, about the, the firing. <laughs> the yeah. Oh. <laughs> but the weather's nice too, right, yeah. Frank? <laughs> I do what I can, okay? Yeah, you, you brought, brought the, the weather. Track. And I, I guess you brought the news too. Okay, what's the number one thing today? Like, what's the thing that stopped you in your tracks? What's the thing that you're most interested in talking about, uh, frankly, uh, after a busy day in NHL news? I would say... Probably Todd McClellan. That oh wow, that hit me in the face like a two by. Not that I didn't think the Kings were considering a change. You never see a coaching change during All Star. And then I was thinking, okay, so if they're going to make the change, fine. But this is the perfect opportunity to bring in the new, the next new guy, whoever the permanent guy is. And they're they're going with Jim Hiller for the rest of the season as an interim and. I think what it speaks to is the pressure the Kings are facing to really do something this year. It's not just make the playoffs. We know they can. It's they got to do some damage, and their season was going off the rails. Uh, necessity, do you think? And, and like, was it going off the rails to a degree where it was irreparable, or maybe is this done in a little bit of? I, 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 I guess like it, was it was premature. Planned. Premature. Mm-hmm. Premature. Yeah. That's that's what I would say because I think Todd McClellan is one of the top five coaches in the league, uh-huh. and I think when you look at his track record. Teams that have fired him have gone a long time chasing to get the next guy that's as good as him. And I think it's it's easy it's an easy jerk reaction to make when you are experiencing what what they are, a pivotal moment in their season and I think part of it is what surprised everyone yeah, their goaltending hit a wall, and I think everyone was kind of expecting that because Cam Talbot wasn't going to play at a 9.30 all season long, but it was that they stopped, they stopped scoring, mm. and that part was really surprising. We're here with Frank Cervelli, president of hockey content at dailyfaceoff.com, ahead of NHL star, or skills tonight. Uh, we just had Gary Bettman in here, so we set the stage. You know, Brian, you, We let you know him warm up the seat for you. Yeah, you're our big guest. Um, talked a lot about international hockey. Today was a big day of news. The Olympics, uh, some new, what is it called, the face-off? The, the Four Nations, Four Nations face-off. face-off. I mean, just so much Forgot fun. that catchy name already? Yeah, I did already. Um, let's start with the Olympics. Uh, I think there's a lot of excitement that it's happening again. Um, I wonder for you, like, what's changed, though? Like, why now? Like, what was the big moving piece that made this happen? Well, there's a few things. One, the PA has not stopped clamoring for it. And mm. the players have made it really clear, we need international hockey. Yeah. That's one. The IOC also realized that the Winter Olympics are just not the same without NHL players. Hockey's the no. marquee sport. I mean, the figure skating's great, the speed skating, all that, the luge, bobsled, love it all. But without NHL players, it's not the same thing. And they know that just from a pure eyeballs perspective. 
they need to try and beef that up. And then the other things around that also began to change. All of a sudden, they want you there, they need you there, they're starting to foot the bill for mm. travel and insurance and all those other ancillary things that the NHL had on their radar that all of a sudden now is being taken care of. Okay, so we're at the All-Star Game, and the Four Nations face-off will replace the All-Star Game uh, moving forward, or at least that's the plan as we, as we see it here. You, you're giving the prayer emoji in front of me. I mean, look, the All-Star Game, we haven't even seen the skills. We could love no, this I'm tonight. I'm actually really juiced up for the skills. Like, I'm not being funny. Like, yeah. This could be the most memorable so. skills competition that we've seen in 30 years. Any surprise that it's like either or? I know that's a lot to take out of the schedule yeah, every other no year. Yeah, there's no way they could do that. But just, you know, scrapping all-star plans, I thought that was a little surprising today. I mean, it's it, it had to be, right? So do you want international hockey or not? And that, no, one likes, said, yeah. no one likes international hockey in September. No, they don't. The players don't like it. Fans I mean, it's better like than it. not having it, but preferably not. So, look. My first All-Star game that I covered was 2008 in Atlanta. I've seen a few of these before. Last year, they it really they struggled with it. And I think the league was kind of ramming their head against the wall. Look at all the different things that we've tried. The players show up, but they're not really in it. And now I think this year, you're going to see a totally different skill. I don't care how many millions you have. When there's one on the line and a full building and a, a big chunk of the country watching on Sportsnet, you care and you're going to be in it. How much do you think the players said, all right, we're done with the gimmicks, the Miami Vice suits, like we want to play not even $4 million for something that seems like it matters, a smaller sk- uh, a smaller group of players that are really good at these skills. Like, how don't much try and work in the 33rd yeah, guy we don't need the that. All-Star team. Like, and do you think that actually some of, like, and we asked Gary this about obviously Connor McDavid's voice in it. It sounded like it was like, all right, you want us to do this? Make it. You know, something that we actually enjoy a bit more? Well, yeah, because that's the only way to get them really to buy in is give them a seat at the table and say, this has not worked. Last yeah. year was tough. The surfboards and Last the... year might have been the like, lowest of the low. I, I can't remember something that I struggled I, I, to watch so, more. I don't know if you guys were there, <laughs> sorry. but in the building, they would do a skill, and then they would break for a half an hour yeah, and yeah. run pre-tape stuff, and I'm like... It's sitting in there, I know that's not what it's all about. It's necessarily the fans in the building, but it was you couldn't. Yes. It was horrible. No flow. So, so the only way to get players to buy in is say, "Well, you tell us what you want. You don't like this one. You tell us what you like." Yeah, it really is back back to basics in a lot of ways. Uh, back to comfort zones, I think, too, for these guys. Like, if you just tell Connor McDavid to skate fast. It's better than asking him to do a skit uh, where, you know, it's pre-planned, pre-canned, uh, and may or may not be funny in any uh, discernible manner. So I think just getting back to what they do best and putting a little carrot on the line uh, is definitely a step in the right direction. Arizona and Utah clearly came up today. Uh, did you learn anything as it as it pertains to the NHL's, I don't say floundering franchise, maybe that's fair, and maybe a prospective franchise in Utah? Well, Marty Walsh is not a fan, the NHLPA executive director yeah, those quotes of were what's wild. happening. He absolutely teed off on the Arizona Coyotes. He teed off on their ownership group for not bringing the PA into the table. I think if you read between the lines, he's calling BS on some of the claims that they've made. Because you have to remember, Marty Walsh, prior to being NHL executive director, NHLPA executive director, he was not only the secretary of labor for the in the U.S., but he was the mayor of Boston. And so when you hear about the Arizona Coyotes buying a piece of land owned by the city of Phoenix, who do you think Marty Walsh is calling? 
the mayor of Phoenix. And when he hears, oh, there may be something, there may not be, he's taking a step back and saying, hold on a second here. We cannot go through another season with an un in interminable date of, hey, we're just going to play in Mullet Arena forever. And they realize that from a revenue perspective, from a player satisfaction perspective, all those things. They may not have the leverage, but they are going to raise their voice and raise a stink to force the issue. And I don't know that you even need it because I think the NHL is going to anyway. I wouldn't be shocked if we see something on the Coyotes news front in the next 10 days. Wow. Uh, when it comes to Marty Walsh, uh, because you mentioned the resume there, businessman, uh, you know, some politician, former politician, clearly he's doing his job. But how much is it doing the job and actually listening to what the Arizona Coyotes players are saying? Like, how much of it is that? Like, do you think there's major issues oh, inside yeah. the Arizona team or that's 100%. just Marty Walsh doing Marty Walsh? No, look. He does his fall tour where he goes to visit all 32 teams, and there was real moments, I'm told, from Coyotes players that were contentious, and not complaining to him, but complaining basically saying, you got to help us here. Yeah. This is not right. The situation's no good, and we have to fix it. And unfortunately, like I mentioned, he doesn't have an avenue in the collective bargaining agreement to say, oh, Coyotes players aren't reporting to Arizona. You, they don't get to determine where teams are placed. That's not how it works. So you mentioned today was uh, a, a big day and a nice sunny day as well. Uh, we had a trade as well, um, a big trade, one that you got to go back on your receipts on Twitter. And I know that's always a nice practice, uh, but you were right eventually. And I guess with Sean Monahan going, it only took ten days. Yeah, and you know what? I went because I, funny when you retweeted that, I went and I looked at and you. People were really not happy with the way you had framed it originally, but in the end, you get a moment to say uh, you were right, Frank. Look, I don't, I don't want to pat myself on the back because my arm isn't long enough, <laughs> but. I did get a call from a GM in the league who saw the trade, and he goes, you are vindicated, sir. There and I was, I was laughing because I was like, okay, like, the market is what the market is. The players change, the seasons change, but we know historically what teams pay for second-line centers or even third-line centers, let alone ones that make under $2 bucks a year. You, you can't get those guys everywhere where the Canadians didn't even have to retain the Jets find a piece that they like. I think they snapped to attention once they learned in Winnipeg that Lindholm's off the board. Right. And it's like you either get a guy or you're left holding the bag. And if you want, you can go out and get Adam Henrique, who is maybe interchangeable with Sean Monahan in a lot of ways. But his cap hits three times yeah. as much. Mm. So if you want to act, you better act soon. And that's why Montreal was like, hey, we're getting our price. We're taking it. So, uh, not that this was a domino effect, uh, but it, it follows uh, Elias Lindholm going to the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, I guess a two-part question, what it does for the Canucks and what it does to alter the market here with, what, about five weeks before the deadline? Well, it alters the market in a big way because you take now the top two players off yeah, my you got to rewrite your, your list again. <laughs> that part's easy. I'm good with that. The hard Highlight part, the lead. The hard part is finding quality players. Hmm. Because the market gets thin, you take two centers off, that leaves Henrique, plus now what? And that's also where I think the deadline gets really fun, because what you're going to start to see over these next 35 days is going to be teams calling non-playoff teams to see if they can pluck you know, position, position players off their roster, like a center or a defenseman, if they don't like the market. Maybe guys that have term, that we weren't otherwise thinking of as trade candidates saying, well, hey, if you can you know, make it worth my while, I'll move him to you. 
Because I think what teams might learn is you don't have to give up that much more to get a player with term. Like, how much more is it going to cost for you to go to the Flyers, who are a non-playoff team? They like Scott Lawton, but say, we'll give you a first plus something else. And they're like, well, we get to keep this guy for the next number of years. It's, like, better than rentals. Mm. Why would we do that? It's, that's where the trade. That's where the rubber meets the road for the trade deadline. Uh, we'll get your thought. We only got a couple of minutes here, Frank, so we won't keep you too long. Uh, skills tonight. Who's who's the one that is going to surprise us all? Is it Nathan McKinnon? Because I got my money on him. So the long shot, at least according to the books I saw, was William Nylander. Mm. That's too scripted, you know. But Toronto. Isn't, that, isn't that the best kind of long shot though? I did that yesterday for last overall pick, and he was. Yeah, anyway. Though so it doesn't matter because there was, was no I was last trying to keep my eyes on those who were enjoying last night. Yeah. Well, Wait, I thought you were a smart better. You I know. on the last overall Well, pick. don't worry. It didn't matter because nobody it was, was all last. Voided, so I got right? my money back. But, oh. no, we were trying to uh, see who was enjoying themselves a lot last night. But and this morning. And this the, morning. The reaction to last night. But, uh, there were a couple guys today at that press conference that looked they were like hurting. they were. They <laughs> What's your insider <laughs> scoop in terms of who's the most prepared for today's games? I, I can't influence the lines <laughs> that way. But I will say, having stopped in at a couple parties last night, there was some phones being taped up. There were there was lots of stuff happening oh last goodness. night. People were they were enjoying all of, that Toronto has to offer. Mm. I can tell you that. I like to hear that. What are, what's, Frank, wait, what's Frank up to? Like, what's your like next two days like? You hitting the CN Tower up the aquarium? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going home in the morning. I'm, oh, really? I'm missing All Star wow. and the game itself. I, I got three games to coach this weekend. Oh, so. oh well, the, how's the team doing? Oh, uh, it's our last weekend before playoffs. Okay, so, so you got to be there. That's a big weekend. That's good dedication. Your team must have like attention to detail. Actually, work one ethic. of the kids on my team is here at the Skills and All Star. No so Todd McClellan problems here. Will they be on the? Team I'm bringing them in. I'm gonna say, hey, do you want to come <laughs> in? And Will they be on the team tomorrow? Will they be on the ice tomorrow? The kids oh, here? Uh, I don't know. Oh, uh -oh. But I'll, I'll be I'll be in New Jersey at uh, 11 a.m. Wow. 10U game if you want right. to come. That's dedication. Ice time on the line. He better get home. Yep. Uh, all right, well, I got one more for you. How was the draft last night? Because it's hard. We were here, and, you know, it's hard to know how other people felt about it. I would say awkward. Yeah. That's the word I but would use. But that's hockey players, right? <laughs> well, it, so it, it is, and I would say the one part I hadn't really considered about it is Nathan McKinnon was – it's one thing to be on TV and try to have, you know, display some personality. It's another thing to do it in front of 20,000 live people. True. That part's hard that I didn't really connect the dot. I'm glad he mentioned that. But that wasn't what was awkward. The awkward part was just make it hard on these guys. Yeah. It was too like, oh, I'm going to pick my buddy over here. and Like separate Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Mm. Don't make them co-captains. Same thing with the Leaf guys. And make everyone – like I root for chaos. That's what I'm into. And you got to – like I want to see them squirm of like McDavid and Dreisaitl not being on the same team and the Leaf guys being broken up. It's almost Toronto, Edmonton, Vancouver, it Colorado. <laughs> And then just like uh, spare and parts. And a couple added others to the team. that yeah. got to the last ride. pick. Like, yeah. come on, just we need it. Yeah, we need it. Yeah, that to me, I, I'm sorry if your feelings are getting hurt as a 31 year old millionaire. Millionaire, then like, like come on. Yeah. I can't. I don't have a sympathy for that. And throw a car in there. And then throw a car in there. Happy. They did that already. And something like give them something. Like, it could have been like 
I don't know. I don't know. Like, you know, there's twists and, like, the challenge or some reality show. Like, if there's just a twist at the end that, like, it, it is the last pick, but Make it didn't intend to be. You know what I mean? It. Where it's just, like, you can still have that last pick, but it doesn't have to be with the schoolyard embarrassment yeah. that you get at, well, out of but it. There is no embarrassment. We've all played hockey. We've all been there. Even on the playground, ODR, whatever it is, someone always is last. And you know what? Mm -hmm. It stinks. But if nine-year-olds can get over it, these guys as NHL All-Stars publicly, That's they your speech can. in the locker there room tomorrow, eh? Don't be awkward. <laughs> just just don't take the easy way out. Uh, all right, Frank, we got to let you run. But uh, enjoy your last night in Toronto. And uh, Great to be with you guys in yeah, person. So nice yeah, so nice to see you, eh? Great. I guess you guys have never met in real life. No, we what, have. you have? Oh, I have. Yeah, what the... Nashville. Uh, Nashville. Oh, yeah. Tootsies yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah. Maybe Jason Aldean's. Anyway, thanks, Frank. I appreciate it. See you guys. Have fun tonight. Appreciate it, Frank. Best uh, luck with the team tomorrow. Enjoy uh, the sunshine while it lasts. Yeah, enjoy the sun. Uh, get your sunscreen on. That was president of hockey content of dailyfaceoff.com, Frank Saravelli, ahead of tonight's All-Star Skills at Scotiabank Arena. Whew. I haven't yeah, even caught uh, my breath in the last... Uh, Day. We've been like, go, go, go. Yeah, there's been, a, it's been a lot, but it's been so much fun. Uh, you know, I'm actually a little disappointed that the all-star thing uh, might not continue every year. And I get, we can't like have our cake and eat it too, I suppose. Like the number one thing is some so, meaningful So correct me if I'm wrong, they're just getting hockey. rid of all-star weekend or the game? As far as I understand it, the four nations face-off will replace the all-star game next year. So will there still be an all-star weekend? I don't believe so. It would be the competition that breaks up the schedule So we get the last way. one? Uh, no, because it's going to come back eventually on off years. But that I might guess. make the big that, that might make the All Star even bigger. It, we gotta take a break. It, it is a major, major challenge moving forward with this international news for the All Star game to you know continue to build. And I think there actually is a possibility of some momentum here. Okay, folks, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, the fan pregame will be back on the other side with Jackie Redmond to continue teeing up All Star skills at Scotiabank Arena. Hey, it's Nick Kiprios. And I'm Justin Bourne. We're diving deep into everything happening in Leafland and the biggest stories around the NHL. Real Kipper and Bourne, weekdays from 4 to 6 on Sportsnet, Sportsnet 590 The Fan, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back into the Fan Pregame Sportsnet 590 The Fan, Ailish and Justin. Uh, we are live at Scotiabank Arena, ahead of the NHL All-Star Skills Night. And it is loud in here because the glorious suns are currently performing. So we are going to speak as loud as we can. Get the fan pregame and a glorious suns You're getting a free concert, listeners, uh, courtesy of Scotiabank Arena. All right. Jackie Redmond is here in studio. The girl never stops, but she made some time for us. So, Jackie, thanks for coming on. I will always <laughs> make time for you, too. Two of my faves. I love you guys. Aww. And I'm pumped to be with you in person. I know. It's so much nicer to not be like, a Zoom, a, a Zoom is not working. Phone call. <laughs> like, Jackie's like, on an airport tarmac. And Get your AirPods in. Yeah. What are you doing? You've done this before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why did you not come prepared? That's so yeah. funny. It's the most exhausting social media feed I've ever seen, though. Like, I, I don't know how I don't know how you do it. I've done two <laughs> events well. this weekend and over the course of 36 hours, <laughs> and I, I need naps. Listen, I need multiple naps. All-Star Weekend is a grind. I, I'm proud to say this is my seventh one. Wow. This one's actually my lightest load, so I'm, I'm excited to actually take in the event. I'm going to watch the skills tonight from from actual seats. Oh, wow. Normally, I'm in the back the watching peasants? on a... Nor <laughs> yeah, right. Normally, I'm in the back watching on a monitor. That's what people don't realize. Oh, wow. They see the Instagram feed and they're like, oh my gosh, That's she's so at cool. All-Star again. This yeah. is so cool. And I'm like, I'm sitting in a chair watching a TV monitor yes. waiting to interview somebody. So, I'm excited to kind of be in the lower bowl and actually watch. Oh, lower bowl. Yeah. No, no peasants there. Okay. 
Yeah, well, listen, I've, I don't know Service if I've ever watched a Leaf game from there, but I'll get to see skills from there, yeah. so that'll uh, be nice. They have the in-seat uh, in services now, actually. You can, they'll, they'll, they can deliver to you if you're close just, enough. Just one I'm, swipe on a QR code, you got a Diet Coke ready. Uh, oh, good wow. To go. All right, so glorious. this hockey market, I mean, I obviously know you uh, love this hockey market. What's it like and to be? are blue. Yeah, well, there you go. What's it like to be back in the city, like, as a fan of, of this, this town and this team? It's kind of surreal to be back only because I spent so much time here. Like, I started my career in sports here. I went to college here. I'm obviously a Maple Leafs fan. That is no secret uh, to anyone. So it honestly feels a bit strange. <laughs> but it's really nice, like, walking around and seeing a lot of old, familiar faces and people that I've worked with at Sportsnet uh, during my time there. That, I think, has been the best part of it is just seeing everybody and, and catching up. But uh, I'm excited to see what goes down. I've been saying all week, like, David Pasternak is destined to win this skills comp because mm. he's a Boston Good Bruin in Toronto. Oh. So oh, that's that. just, that would just be such a Toronto thing yeah. to happen, right? It would be. It would no, be. No, no, I'm disappointed. <laughs> be. I you already brought the mood down <laughs> So anyway, uh, Redmond, we're done. Know your audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the slice of Toronto. I don't know how much time you have here, but of course you spend some time here. There are things in Toronto that, like, if you're back, if you're I visiting, if you're passing through. I live in the suburbs. When I come down here, it's like, oh, I got to do aquarium. that. The aquarium. What's, like, the one the thing? Aquarium. The, the slice of aquarium. This, you're all about the aquarium. The aquarium's hilarious. What part of Toronto, like, like, what slice of Toronto do you need when you're here? Oh, my gosh. That is a great question. I was just saying to my husband, Emmett, who's here with me, that I feel like the city has changed so much since mm. I left that I, people will still message me and be like, I'm going to be in Toronto for the weekend. Where should I go for dinner? Where yeah, should right. I do this? And I'm it like, I every week, honestly. have no idea. <laughs> um, but, again, I'll go back to just the surrealness. Anytime I'm walking up Bay Street or Young Street, I used to live right across from Scotiabank Arena um, on the Bay Street side. And so I would always walk to Sportsnet. I think it was like 45 minutes up to up to One yeah. Mount Pleasant. Get my steps in, exactly. <laughs> and so I think anytime I'm walking on Bay Street, that Get side that of Scotiabank yeah. Arena, and I know I used to know the scalpers by name, <laughs> not because I was buying tickets, yeah. but just because I walked by them every day. <laughs> and so for me, like that is when the memories come flooding back. Um, so slice of Toronto, I I'll have to think about that. Well, I if you guess. need advice, I can't get I mean, to I, can name some, I can name some bars. There used to be a bar on on King West that I used to go to all the time, and I called? can't even remember. I bet it's changed. I could bet you a hundred dollars is not there anymore because that place it's like I'll it's tell you what though they played a lot of Justin Bieber when I used to oh, go there. Yeah. Uh, what there. was it called? Queen Street Warehouse. It was on Queen Street. Uh, okay, Queen, Queen Street. I used to go there a lot. And they had five dollar food. Yeah, they had cheap food. Everything yes. was five dollars or less. Uh, I know that place because when I was in university, you know. that was the hot spot. Right? You'd be like, can we go out? And you'd have like one chicken finger for five dollars. Yeah, I guess that's my. I guess that's it for oh, me. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, or you know, going to a game here, going to a Jays game, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, all right, so tell us what you're doing here work-wise. I know you said you're not doing as much, but you're going to have some interviews. You had some opportunity to talk to yes. people. What are you excited to share? So um, we're here getting some content for the Jackie Redmond show. So there's no episode this week because we're here. So it'll all drop next week. We did some interviews with players yesterday. Uh, to Sam Reinhardt, nice. Alex Debrinkit, who was lovely, um, and who is allergic to cats, which is crazy because his nickname with yeah, a lot of his teammates crazy. is like cat, kitty cat, whatever, mm. allergic He's to cats. Like, Don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're just interviewing a lot of people. We're going to interview some of the celebrities that are here in attendance this weekend as well and, and just kind of take it all in. So that's that's it. Buble? Yeah, did you see the Buble Listen, thing up close and personal yesterday? So I was not in the room for said Buble, yeah. uh, but I, I who hasn't seen that yeah. at this point? I mean, that is that is the clip of the weekend so far, and we've still got two days left. Like, can it be topped is the real question. And how much of it do you think, What like, do you think that was all off the cuff, or do you think he went in and he was like, 
I'm gonna trend tonight. Like I'm gonna I say some could things. Could not tell you. Like it. it, it either. Do people say, does that go through people's consciousness? I, I want to trend tonight. Maybe. I think if you're a celebrity, big. there's no way that you have not thought about at some what point in your career been in rooms talking yeah, about like content strategy, PR strategy. Mm. I just want to know if that was off the cuff. But that's a bit of like a risky. Or not, that's just who know. he is, because he does seem to be the type of guy that has quite a bit of personality, mm. likes to make jokes. But he's also your grandmother's favorite yeah. artist at the same time. Like, it's, like, it's like, I can't really, like, the balance Honey, there is a little strange. what's a mushroom? <laughs> like, uh, like portobello? Like, are you just trying to find, like, a it's different audience? It's hard to audience? reconcile, the right? Mushroom yeah, audience. the same people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you mentioned a couple of players there, Reinhardt and, and Dabrinkit. Who's the all-star, like, that needs to be here? Maybe not because they're Connor McDavid, but because they always bring it. it whether it's interviews, Ooh. whether it's Ooh, style. Style, just they just ooze, like we saw William Nylander walking right. yesterday. It's like, gosh, you, you, you know, haven't I been here before. I'm such a big fan of William Nylander. Yeah, in he every every you could have said movie star, rock star. You could have said any any notoriety option and category, whatever it was. William Nylander fills that. A thousand. He's got the it factor. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's just somebody. I think that as a player, but also as a quote unquote personality, you're just drawn to him, right? For whatever reason, right. whether it's the style, the swag, the nonchalantness right. that he carries. Some Sometimes I think David Pasternak is another great example. I know I already talked about him, and I'm not trying to troll the audience here. But he, I mean, he's they already stopped listening, Jackie. He's obviously a hell of a player, right? Yeah. But he, anyone that has ever been within 50 feet of this guy, can feel his energy. He is legitimately always just happy to be here. He's always in a good mood. I don't think that guy's ever had a bad day at the rink. He is amazing. I have nothing like he's contagious. When I do Bruins games and I see pasta. He knows everybody by name. He's always like cool walking on too. clouds. He's cool. He's got great style. He's got personality. He's in commercial. Everything that you talked mm. about. He could be. He could be a media star. I think if he wanted to be. So that, he's someone that has to be that here. Minor hockey league team that had Nylander and Pasternak uh, way back when. Uh, there must have been something it's about ridiculous. that team. Who's your white whale? Like who do you have tried to get an interview with? You just they just you can't catch them. You know. Ooh. Uh, oh, we can help with our fin. Who am I not having? had an interview with that I'd really like to. Um, for, I've had, I've interviewed Matthews, which is awesome. Nice. I, I interviewed him after you on the heart. Um, but there's different types of it, right? Because yes. at Matthews after the heart is uh, maybe this, it's only this short uh, segment. No, maybe you just five sit minutes. down and Maybe have you're a talking beer. about only, yeah, if it could be Ooh. a little off the cuff. You just want to chill. Like, it might be passionate, You right? know like what? You know, I got, this is what I got to say, and, and I don't think I've ever interviewed him, not even in a, I've maybe held a mic in yeah. a scrum, mm. but I've never, in Sidney Crosby. Oh, really? has to be Sidney Crosby. That Wouldn't you just love to, like, pick his brain? Like, walls down, real talk, mm -hmm. Sidney Crosby, have a beer, what's what, let's, like, because we know so much about Sidney Crosby, but we but also we really don't, don't, you know, right? Yeah. Like we really don't. You want to so know about Nova Scotia? Where I want to know out, about. Eh? The, I want to <laughs> know about the skating squad in the summer. I want to know what that's really like. I've heard rumors that Sidney Crosby is a bit of a WWE wrestling fan, oh, old school. I don't know end. if it's current. So I'm like, I need to know if that is true. I, I just think I would love to know a little bit more about Sidney Crosby's personality. You see, he, he missed yesterday because he was skating at an yeah, outdoor. This guy just does what he wants. I'm like, what was he doing? Skating. At this in Montana? in Montana. Have just you guys seen this to online? Train? Yeah, he the just clips out there. It. Go really? look it up, bud. He's just out there. He's grinding away on Doing radio. Drills. All over the internet. <laughs> uh, do you think that day is coming for Sid? Like, 
when he's done, do you just think he's like going to open up? Opens up. Do you think it'll be different? Do you think we'll know, know, like, a window into him? I feel like he is, like, genuinely just very private. Yeah. He comes across that way. But, he, I mean, when you interact with him, he's super nice, super down to earth. So, may, maybe? I don't know what I've been thinking about today with the, with the announcements from the league about uh, the Four Nations tournament and the Olympics is, like, where's Sidney Crosby at when Olympic participation yeah, comes back mm. around? Because that's a big question mark for me. How is he going to be at that point? It's interesting because we're It'd not going to see Russia, which means we don't get to see maybe declining Ovi. But we, uh, I'm pretty confident that Sidney Crosby is still going to be able to play at that level through at least one more Olympics. It's only a couple years away. He's, oh, he's having an amazing he could year be a, this year. I mean, he could be a hard trophy candidate. Maybe he got the, the scoop early. He's like, I can't be at the draft. Yeah. I got to keep he's skating. I got the yeah. Olympics coming up. I got one more in I, me. Let's go. I think that's my biggest hockey fear, though, is declining Sidney Crosby. Oh. Like, I don't think I'm ever – I know it'll happen it. one day, but ready for that? Like, be able to accept that? I don't, you know I don't think I can do it. You just actually gave me, like, a, a little I bit know. of chills yeah, because bad. I think all of us are, are around the same age, and so we've watched Sidney Crosby, one of the greatest to ever play, forget his generation, but ever, mm -hmm. and we've watched him from start to finish. That's kind of, in a lot of ways, a first, I think, for all three of us, seeing someone that great from the beginning all the way yeah, to the like, end. Yeah, he's like our right? lifetime athlete, yeah. our lifetime hockey player. Like, yeah. it, it, remembering before, it may be vague, right? But, like, yes. he has encompassed the you whole, so much, like, emotion know. when you think of, like, those wins and him and as an Imagine athlete. how people yeah. felt when Gretz, when no, it was Gretz. People that saw Gretzky from the beginning all the way till the end were like, wait, no, I don't get to watch this That's guy play crazy. anymore. And, and kids we can't relate to are doing that with Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid now. That's true. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's think. Lighten the mood. We're talking about <laughs> Sidney Crosby getting old. We're talking about the Bruins players winning tonight. How about what we're excited for for skills? Tonight there's a million dollars on the line. Whether it matters to the guys or not, I think the intensity is going to be there. They've got a smaller pool of players that are going to be the best at this. Uh, I think it's going to be an absolute hit. Hopefully less skits and just more playing. I'm uh, looking forward to this. Say it louder, Ailish. Yeah. Less yeah. skits, more fun. Um, <laughs> I think the money makes it interesting, but I think to me what makes it more enticing from the player's perspective, and this is just my, you know, distant opinion, Opinion, is you're not just competing in one skill. So you're not like, hey, I'm going in here, I'm going to try to win accuracy shooting, or I'm going to try to win the hardest shot. Um, you're going in and you're doing a bunch of different skills. And so for me, there's a little bit more on the line in terms of pride and bragging rights and, and proving I am the best all-around player here. I am the guy that's going to succeed in every single level of this. There's the You don't want to miss the cut, right? Yeah. Like we've got a cut line now, I feel like, going the into masters. the skills competition, right? So you definitely don't want to be cut in the first round so I think that alone is going to be a little bit of, of a motivating factor for some of these guys and if you're Matthews, McDavid, Marner, Pasta, Kucherov, whatever, I think you're kind of like hey a lot of times that my name is out there as one of the best in the league, one of the best in the world right now, this is a great stage to be like hey I don't just have the hardest shot, I'm good at A, B, C, D, E, F and I beat everybody. I'm the only winner, so to speak. Yeah, definitely uh, an opportunity for bragging rights and owe a million dollars tonight at the NHL you, Skills. We all know that whoever wins is probably going to donate yeah. to charity, right? I think they will. Is that really? what's going to happen? You didn't think so. I think so. I, I think half's already going to charity uh, automatically. Oh, okay. oh, well, then, yeah. I didn't know that. Otherwise, they, they did the, they it's they did the heavy lifting thing. already. Cuthbert doing the homework. No, he just well, we'll hasn't happened to me. Hold on. We'll read the rules here. Uh, but no, yeah. We'll have to corroborate that later. Somebody's getting money, and they need charity, too. I want them to 
love that the apps were like, yeah, you said he's going to split it with all of and us. And then he said later on, he was like, I, I never said that. I think I said that. <laughs> it's not quite the, uh, you know, well, you want to add $2 after buying a bottle of wine yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the cash. Yeah. But it's like it would be a, a lot of money that you could actually put in your bank account, which is not a small thing for uh, NHL players, even the ones that are out there tonight. Okay, let's spin it forward uh, while you, know, you got to get to your seat eventually uh, before you go there uh, to the rest of the season with 35 games left maybe on average for teams. Who's Canada's best hope? I mean, if you look at the odds board, there's a lot of Canadian teams with short odds to win the Stanley Cup. It's yeah. a distinct possibility this year that the Cup uh, lands north of the border. But if you had to pick one to do it, who's the best uh, Stanley oh, Cup gosh. contender? They're all Canada adding people in the last three days to make it even harder. I know. Right? I, that's been, I've been, I mean, listen, as a Leafs fan, that's depressing. But if you're a <laughs> yeah. fan of any of the other Canadian teams, you're like, yes, we're going for it. We're get, We're going to be as good as we can be. Um, you know, I'm hard-pressed not to say the Edmonton Oilers because of the terror that they have been on and what they've been able to accomplish. But I don't think we can ignore Winnipeg. And then I feel bad but not picking the Vancouver Canucks, who deserve all the love in the world. But they are a younger team. They don't have a ton of experience going deep in the postseason, right? But I look at Connor Hellebuck with the Winnipeg Jets, and I'm like, that is a goaltender that I feel like with the way the team plays in front of him, that's a team that could potentially go three or four rounds and could be for a Stanley Cup. But, I, you know, what we've learned this year is that you just can't count out Connor McDavid. So how do you not pick the Edmonton Oilers? But can the goaltending hold up mm. over the long stretch through, a, through four rounds of the Stanley Cup playoffs? I keep thinking about the Florida Panthers and the way that they hobbled into that cup final. I mean, they their guys were absolutely destroyed injury-wise. Like, the, some of them were playing with broken foots. I mean, we know Matthew Kachuk. Everything that they were going through. And so I think about some of these teams, Vancouver, Winnipeg, um, Edmonton, even even Toronto. Who has the depth to 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 get through that? To to miss a, def, a top defenseman for a game mm -hmm. and have someone come in because you know Morgan Riley broke his foot or whatever yeah. is going to transpire, right? I mean that happened. Ekblad broke. I think it was Ekblad broke his foot last year in round one, mm -hmm. and they managed to get to a Cup final. So I think that's something. The depth, as we always talk about in the postseason, is what's going to matter the most, and then goaltending. So when I think about those things. I don't know. I'd go Winnipeg or Edmonton. I didn't really make a choice. I'm sorry, you guys. Okay, what are your expectations or, uh, or I guess, uh, hopes for the Maple Leafs throughout the next couple um, weeks into well, the trade deadline and onwards? <laughs> I'll tell you what's, what's happened with me and the Toronto Maple Leafs this year. Uh -oh. The bar has gone down quite a few oh, notches yes. for me in terms of my own expectations for the team. I don't consider the Toronto Maple Leafs a Stanley Cup contender anymore. That's just how I feel based on what I've seen from the start of the season to now. Can that change over the next couple of months? Maybe. I don't really know what they can accomplish at the trade deadline that will really be all that meaningful. Um, so for me, the bar has been lowered. I don't consider them a contender, a real legit cup contender. So for that reason, I think my best hope for the Toronto Maple Leafs is that they are this year's Cinderella story. Oh, they go, go into the postseason. I think they're a playoff team for sure. They make the playoffs. I don't really expect them to go far. And then, hey, this is the year that they turn into our Cinderella story. We get at least one Cinderella team every year. Can the Leafs be fit into that box? Is it even possible to be considered a Cinderella team when you play in Toronto? I, I don't know. Do people bug you for being a Leafs fan down south of the border? Um, not as much as they used to. I feel like the industry has changed a little bit, and now that you know guys like Paul Bissonnette and Ryan Whitney are True. out here, just like you got a little fan base. They know where the bread is buttered. Yeah, they're not as hard, the people aren't as hard as on me anymore. But I do get a kick sometimes, coaches. 
um, for other teams. Like John Cooper has made fun of me um, on the air. I think Bruce Cassidy has said something in a scrum to me before. Um, so in a way, it's kind of fun to get trolled. I deserve it. I do deserve it. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be a Leaf fan out on an island, uh, you're definitely yeah. going to have attention because there's a lot of tension on this market, of course. All right, well, let's go, Jackie. you got a fun night ahead. You don't have to work anymore. This was enough work for you tonight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We do appreciate it, though. Uh, enjoy everything. Maybe we'll see you out at, you know, whatever that bar was. Uh, Queen Street. Queen Street. <laughs> I don't know if they're $5. Dinner on us. Yeah, dinner on us, Jackie. Five bucks, we can handle listen, it. Listen, listen. The three of us do need to go yeah, for a drink sometime. I love hanging out with uh, you guys. Thanks. So, uh, continued success. Thank you. You, you as well. You guys are the best. We, uh, we appreciate it. Thank you, we'll text you later, though. Maybe we'll see you later. Yeah, I hope Thanks so much. Jackie Redmond, of course, from NHL Network, and WWE, all, all of the things. Thanks, Jackie. We'll see you soon. Uh, we got a couple minutes here before we take a break. Uh, we're teeing up, of course, the NHL All-Star Skills tonight at Scotiabank Arena. We've had a jam-packed day. Uh, a couple guests here earlier on in the show. We had Gary Bettman. Never heard of him. Frank Saravelli and Jackie Redmond. Uh, so if you missed it earlier, it'll be up on our podcast a little later. Uh, live on location here. If you missed it last night, we had the player drafts, we had the man of the year celebration, then the PWHL 3-on-3 showcase. Maybe Justin and I made our way to a Justin Bieber concert. We'll never tell. Can't confirm. <laughs> Tonight, uh, $1 million on the line, six competitions to begin the night, fastest skater, one-timers, passing challenge, hardest shot, stick handling, accuracy. Then the top eight point earners will do the next competition, which is a goalie one-on-one. -on -one. You get to choose your own goalie, and then the obstacle course at the end. So maybe with some best bets on how we can make this night profitable for you. Yeah, and uh, just a reminder that we'll be on the call. We're going to be hanging out uh, around uh, the glass, around the benches. John Bartlett and Jim Ralph are going to carry you through the broadcast. So we got the entire skills competition up next on Sportsnet 590, the fan. But just because we're down there doesn't mean we can't throw a couple shekels on this thing. Cheer a little thrown. bit. Shekels have been Shekels thrown. Have so been I thrown? can go to Queen Street Warehouse. Okay, I'm going I'm to let you, I'll let you lead the dance in terms of uh, your best bets for the skills competition. Do you want to start with uh, All right, let competition me start. by competition? I or want you to tell you that I like Nathan McKinnon to win the entire Win the whole thing. Okay, you want to go the whole thing? He's Why Nathan McKinnon Because he's the best player right now in the NHL, in my Is opinion. He? Yep. Better than Connor I do think so. Okay. It's my opinion. We'll see you later tonight. <laughs> but even if they're tied or yeah. it's a 1A, 1B, I think he's going to try a little bit harder. I think he's going to really want it. This guy is like serious Sally, you know? Like, he I think is this, serious. I think this means a lot to him. Not that it doesn't for Connor McDavid, but McDavid's, you know, he's McDavid. This is an opportunity for Nathan McKinnon, who's been floating around the Hart Trophy conversation, just like Jackie said, to be like, okay, no, it is me, right? I just dropped something on the ground. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there's another factor that Sidney Crosby, his, like, idols, just, like, going to be chilling, watching. Uh, I think Nathan McKinnon will want to put on a show. So plus 850 around that range, range for Nathan McKinnon. I can't really argue with that. I'm going to go, however, with one of his teammates uh, in Kale McCarr. Uh, listen. Last night was uh, one that <laughs> allowed NHL All-Stars to let loose. But Kale McCarr is like the golden boy, the golden child. So is child. McKinnon. I didn't see McKinnon Not, do He probably went to bed at 9.30. Uh, I dis I, I If agree. one of those guys has an earlier bedtime, I guarantee that it's Kale McCarr. Well, because he looks young? Kale McCarr is a young-looking young. guy who's very <laughs> He behaved, probably couldn't get in. And I'm sure <laughs> he behaved himself last night. Yeah, couldn't even get into the, that, to the establishment. To so I think Kale McCarr... Uh, is going to be fresh, All maybe right. fresher than a couple of the entries. And Kale McCarr at plus 700. I mean, this guy is 
ultra skilled. If he was a forward, he probably would be Nathan McKinnon or Connor McDavid. The only thing that stands in the way from him, you know, putting up 150 points in the season is that he plays on the blue line. He's a defenseman. Yeah. So I think Kale McCarr is as skilled as any player we're going to see out there. So plus 700 on Kale McCarr I think is interesting. And I also put a little one on Matt Barzell, the late entry to the competition. The 13th man gets in. 13th men are dangerous in these competitions. Yeah, Mr. Relevant is going to put on a show. I mean, I Matt Barzell spend money in oozes, oozes skill. Like, if you were going to if you were gonna draft someone, like, to just be your all competitions, all sports, all everything, like, grade nine quarterback GQ and a captain model. every team, Matt Barzell's got it all. all right. Matt Barzell is a highly, highly skilled individual, a great athlete. He's beat. Connor McDavid in the fastest skater already at an all-star game. I think Matt Barzell could win every competition he's in, and for that reason, plus 850, Matt Barzell, I think, is a good pick. Okay, uh, before we do send it to our guys, John and Jim, right behind us, uh, standing, looming over our shoulders, if you want a split screen tonight, the Raptors are facing Fred Van Vliet and the Rockets on Sportsnet 1. That starts at 8 p.m. Uh, also got a little Fred double-double prop for you, plus 240, or Fred 20-plus points, plus 210. Raptors playing a little shorthanded lately. Fred's going to want to go off. Uh, that will be at 8 p.m. on Sportsnet 1, so don't miss it, but split-screen it. Okay? Yeah, uh, we got some fun stuff on Sportsnet. <laughs> I mean, you can't make a wrong decision tonight. Maybe the best decision, as you mentioned, is the split-screen. But, yeah, I mean, lots of revenge spots uh, upcoming down uh, this Raptors season, uh, down the stretch of this Raptors season, because they've made so many changes, right? So Fred gets another opportunity to play the Raptors. I expect him to be uh, pretty good tonight. I got one last thing for you here. Uh, does a Leaf win over under two and a half skills tonight? There's only eight, right? That's correct. But you have to make it into the final two. Exactly. So, so there's, there's only really guaranteed only six, six. And you're only competing in four. Two and a half is a lot. I will take the under okay. slightly. Two and a half is a lot. If we get two, I think that'd be a pretty but good they night. Would for the do, they'll do six competitions yep. between them. They might go against each other a couple times. There's some pretty good players for other yeah, teams. So under. No, under. I'm just, that was you got the over? No. And the best bet, I mean, is Elias Patterson to win Harder Shop. Yeah, like it's basically free money. All right, everyone, that was super fun. Uh, the fan <laughs> pregame is over, but the skills competition is just beginning. Uh, Jim and John will have you from the next five minutes onwards. And Justin and I will be floating around the ring, so you'll hear our voices too. Thanks so much for listening, and enjoy the skills tonight.